They buried me in the ward and I came, I knew. Ha <laughs> ha! Now I'm baptized in blue. Welcome to the Changing the Culture podcast with your host, me, Autumn Clifford. This is the only self-help podcast hosted by a female cop. I want to welcome you. If you loved that intro, then I want you to go to the end of my podcast and make sure you listen to that music, that tune. It's called Baptized in Blue by One Time Music. He's a fellow police officer. You can find him anywhere you can listen to um, music. He's amazing. I'm really excited to have you here. I hope that you enjoy this podcast episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. So excited to have you here on another episode of the Changing the Culture podcast with me, your host, Autumn Clifford. I'm really excited about today. We have um, Miss Adriana San Marco, who I'm just so excited to introduce you to. If you don't know who she is, um, she went through some shit for recently from Syracuse University for just being who she is. And just saying how she felt and standing up and saying what her truth was. And unfortunately, because her truth uh, didn't fit the narrative of that time, she got a lot of shit. And um, I'm really, really excited for this episode. Adriana, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited for you to be here. Could you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, so I'm a sophomore at Syracuse University, um, studying political science right now, and I am also a senior contributor at Law Enforcement Today. I've been working there since June, early June or early July, when I got fired from my other job as a correspondent and and columnist at The Daily Orange. Yes. So this is what I want to talk about. So first off, we love law enforcement today. I've been a contributor there for years. We had Kyle Ray's on this podcast. Love him. Love everything that they're doing. So you're going to, I want to, I want to talk a little more about that, but what I want to talk about is what happened. I want to dive really deeply into what happened to you because this to me the reason why I'm just, I just loved your energy and I, and I just really wanted to have you on here is because you just, you just stood in your truth and you just stood up for yourself. And I just, I have to say that it must've been incredible. I don't know. Was it like intimidating? Was it hard? I want to hear everything. Can you tell everybody what happened? Yeah. So I wrote a, um, I wrote an op-ed and opinions piece for LifeSet, which is a completely independent um, media outlet based in Washington, D.C. And the um, gist of the article was that the police aren't racist. The police aren't institutionally racist. They don't target Black Americans the way that the mainstream media is saying that they do. Um, And I used FBI statistics and a couple of studies to prove my point and then just general logic. And that wasn't received well by my peers at Syracuse, as well as my bosses at the Daily Orange, I got fired two days later. Um, They said that my piece was racist and promoted racist ideology. Um, And then from there, I got dozens of threats to assault me and to murder me. So where it stands now is that I'm no longer a on-campus student because um, the Department of Public Safety and myself don't really think that it's safe for me to be there right now. Wow. So you can you tell me what the article like what exactly were you saying? 
Um, I said that the police weren't institutionally racist. I pretty much said that when you look at the rates of crime versus the rates of fatal shootings, you see that there's a, you see that um, black Americans are shot almost as much as white Americans are shot when it comes to police shooting, but you see that black Americans commit almost the same percentage of crime for homicide and for um, robberies. So the statistics are what they are for a reason. It's not that police are seeking innocent young black men to just shoot in the streets. It's that they are um, chasing them when they're committing a crime and it's unfortunately leads to a shooting. It's awful, but it's not racism. It's police doing their job in a horrible situation that unfolds after. And then I um, said one line that the Daily Orange particularly took issue with, which was that if, what was it? It was something along the lines of the statistics are what they are for a reason. And it isn't because of racism, it's because of crime rates. And if you want to see change, you have to decrease the crime rates and that will decrease the amount of shootings. And they, that's what they got mad about? That's what they took issue with. And they said that it was promoting racism and they pretty much called me a racist to myself. And then on multiple social media posts that they made on their own accounts, um, and I got fired over it. And they linked that article directly. They used that article by title and by the publication's name um, to say that that's the reason for my firing. Oh my word. And so, yeah, so you're still going to school there for social sciences? I am still going to school there. Um, I'm still debating transferring. I just, it's difficult to transfer right now with COVID and with um, some of the scholarships that I have, but I'm still looking at alternatives because uh, even the response by administration wasn't the greatest. You know, I still haven't, I still haven't had a single word with the any high level administrator to say that, you know, they're sorry that their own students are threatening to quote, beat the shit out of me on campus. You know, they haven't said anything against that. They haven't made any statements to say that, you know, this isn't an okay thing to do. So uh, they've implicitly sided with them. And then with professors who have also said that I'm racist and that I'm awful and that I should never be in their classroom. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. How, how's your family doing? Like, how are you doing like mentally? Um, better now. I think that when everything was kind of unfolding and I was getting, you know, uh, you're racist, you're an awful person, I'm gonna hurt you, I'm gonna put a bullet in your head. When I was getting those kinds of comments on a daily basis, then that was a lot harder for them. But now everything's kind of settled down and I've settled into my job at law enforcement today and everything's gotten a lot better. So, you know, what's interesting is, um, do you know who Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman is? The name rings a bell, but I don't remember exactly. <clears throat> so, who, so you, you can, I bet, I don't know if he's written for L.E.T., but he's a huge in the law enforcement um, in our area, in our culture. Um, and he, he wrote the book called uh, Killology and um like on killing and basically so he is this retired lieutenant colonel from in the military he actually taught the military colleges but basically he is the psychology um he goes over the psychology of like killing and what happens when somebody goes to war or even talks about like the our officers and gives tons of trainings and and he is honestly like one of the kindest people like teaching us how to cope with the shit that we've been through and he the media through all of this have said that he's you know he's the one teaching officers how to kill people and like he's part of the problem and 
and <clears throat> you know that we're killing people at unprecedented rates and for no reason and we should be shooting people in the leg and you know just just stuff that they they have no idea um about the actual job but anyways i'm just telling you like the media got him there's i have another friend he's been on the podcast he's the owner of law officer magazine i don't know if you heard about him but he got yes. yeah he got attacked <clears throat> and so anyways it's just it just seems to be you know it comes it comes in hot comes in strong and then it just goes away but mm -hmm. the fact that so when what i want to go over with you so you never like wavered like what what did you do when the college said all this stuff to you and did they ever say like take that out or anything like that or no um there really was no room for you know take this down or behind the scenes no you shouldn't do this it was you know, a direct attack to the public rather than talking to me privately. Even in the face of that, I haven't like wavered at all because I feel strongly about what I believe in and it's not something that I'm going to hide or, you know, waver on. Yeah, absolutely. And so what do you do for LET? I want to hear all about that. Um, I'm a senior contributor, so I write pretty much on a daily basis reporting stories um, that are either sent in from people that have a story to tell or um, stories that have been reported to other sources that are, you know, really big within the national news about the election and about um, officers. Love it. And so have has anything super meaningful come across your table recently? Is there anything off the top of your head that you've written on that you'd like to talk about? Um, I've written on a couple of stories that have come out of Syracuse University, which I think are really important. And then I've also covered one story in particular that you were talking about earlier with um, people saying that officers need to shoot people in the leg rather than shooting, but rather than shooting in the midsection. There was one story that stuck with me even a month or two later, an officer approached someone at a traffic stop and he did exactly what the media has been telling him to do. Don't shoot don't shoot first, you know, tase and use your pepper spray. And he did both of those things multiple times. And in the end, the assailant wasn't stopped, wasn't deterred at all by the pepper spray or by being tased multiple times. He pulled out a gun from underneath his uh, driver's seat and shot the officer dead on the side of the highway. And I, that's really stuck with me that if all of these people that know nothing about police training and know nothing about what police deal with on a daily basis, if they're the ones giving the advice, it's going to lead to police officers being murdered. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm, and you know, how is that? A, have you like spread the word or have you like talked to people about that? Cause obviously that's probably having a pretty big impact on you. How are you like, are you talking about it on your social or like, what, what are you doing to like spread the word? Cause I can tell that you're very passionate about this. Um, pretty much every article that I post or that is published within law enforcement today will get, um, posted by their social media and then I'll share it on my Facebook or Twitter, most of the time my Twitter because I'm more active there, but um, I'll always share the stories that I write. But in your personal life, like, do you have these conversations like with your friends and family? Are you like, yeah. and are you like, are they being enlightened by the stuff or? Yeah, definitely. I've definitely had a lot of these conversations with my immediate family and even people that, you know, disagree with me and like to send me mean messages on Instagram once in a while, I'll, talk to them and, you know, try to explain my reasoning. It doesn't go well most of the time, but I'll attempt to engage in a conversation with them. And then um, I've also gone to a couple of pro-police rallies or back the blue rallies that are, you know, in my hometown, not a ton because of everything that's been going on with COVID and social distancing, but, you know, trying to stay active and trying to 
go out every day and represent what law enforcement today is all about. Absolutely. And so you are, are you, you, you're in social sciences. Like, so what would you like to do with your career? Um, Journalism is really where I want to stay. I kind of realized earlier in the year that this is my passion and this is the career I am choosing for good. I think that political science is just a good way to help me get there because, you know, it's important to know about what you're writing about rather than majoring in journalism and just know the process of writing. Yes. Beautiful. Beautifully put. So what are your aspirations? Like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Um, I'm not sure. I, I was talking to my mom about this the other day. The I, I know I want to progress. I know I want to grow within the journalism community. But at the same time, I always want to write for law enforcement today. You know, I want to grow, but I don't want to give up uh, my current job. So I, the future is kind of open. I'm not sure what's going to happen or where I'm going to end up. Do you know Tommy Lauren? Yes, I do. I love her. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you can aspire to be something like her. I used to say that she was like my career goal I wanted to get a show on Fox or wanted to get a spot reporting on Fox but maybe maybe one day yeah she's cool we like her we like how much she backs the blue too so tell us tell me a little bit about you like tell me like your background like and I want to know kind of like what led up to this you've been like how have you always been like you leaned more conservatively did you always back the blue like tell me what led up to this I want to hear I want to get to know you Yeah, um, I've always known that I leaned conservative since, you know, seventh grade in our civics class when the teacher put up a T-chart, a T-chart of what was conservative and what was liberal leaning views. Um, So I've identified with with the Republican side of politics from a pretty young age. My registered when I was 18 as a Republican voter. And then my first job reporting was at the Daily Orange as a conservative columnist. So I've always reported on the right side of politics and I've always been pro-police, although I've definitely grown more adamant and more active about um, being pro-police and reporting on police issues within the past couple of months because of everything that's happened. Absolutely. And so tell me about your parents. Like, how were they with the whole thing, like with you and what you said? Were they okay with it? Were they nervous? Or were they like, oh my goodness? <laughs> like, um. Well, at the beginning, I I honestly didn't even tell them that I was putting out this story. I had been writing for the publication that it came out on, LifeSet. I've been writing them for a while, and I've been doing a story a day. So, you know, we thought it would just be business as usual. I would put this out, and the next day I would put out another story. Uh, We didn't realize until a couple days later that this this story was going to stick around for a while, and it was going to create a little bit of a headache for everyone. But they are both extremely pro-police. My mom has worked in law enforcement. in different roles for the past 10, 15 years. So she is really definitely supportive of what I say. Yeah. What does she do? Do you mind? You don't have to tell me specifically where, but just like, what does she do? She worked as a community service officer and then a 911 operator. And now she is currently, uh, she works public safety at a college in Florida. Awesome. Oh, so you're up in like quarter, like I'm in Maine. And so are you, so you're up in New England, kind of New Yorker. Are you still there? I go to school in New York, but I came down home to Florida as soon as COVID started and I haven't been back to New York. I might just skip it. The whole state is kind of going downhill now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. You like the warm weather, huh? Uh, I actually hate the warm weather. That's why I went to school in New York because I can't stand the warm, I can't stand warm weather, but uh, give and take. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And family's good. And so family supports you. And so Mm -hmm. 
it, it just seems to me like, you know, through this last, you know, 20 minutes of just talking to you and getting to know you, it just really seems like, did you always know? So did you always know like what you wanted to be? You just seem very sure of yourself. And I, and I appreciate that. Like, I love that. Love seeing that in somebody. And I'm, where does that come from? Tell me about that. Um, career-wise, I definitely haven't been very sure of myself. I've wanted to be everything from a police officer myself to wanting to be a politician. So I really just, you know, came into wanting to be in journalism full force within the past couple of months. But I've always been very sure of myself when it comes to my political leanings. I, I really don't think a majority of my views have changed since I was 14, 15. Um, you know, I've known from a very early age what I found morally correct and morally incorrect, and I'm really not willing to waver on those kinds of things. So do you think that that's your, do you think that that's like your upbringing, your morals? So you lean very highly on your morals and values, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And you think, is that like something really big? Like how you've been brought up? Have you been raised? Your family, are they like that? Yeah, I think so. I think my mom especially has always been, you know, very, this is right and this is wrong. And, you know, this is how things should be. And this is, if you see something going wrong, you should stand up and talk about it. So definitely, I think it's been part of my upbringing. In high school, did you ever have any issues? Like, were you bullied or anything? No, I really just kept my head down and didn't really talk to anyone in high school. Um, I did a lot of stuff on the debate team, but I was never really political in the Democrat versus Republican sense because uh, that would have been a mess. Well, and it's, and you know, and it's not even that, like, <clears throat> I just think that what I really admire about you is I just admire what it seems like is how sure you are of just who you are. And you're like, Hey, this mm -hmm. is how I feel. This is how I see things. Here I am. And so, you know, do you think that journalism has helped you with that? Would you say like, that's like definitely helped bring that out in you? I think so. I think it's definitely provided you know, a basis for me to research things more because before I got really into journalism and even when I was a columnist, I was doing, you know, one or two stories a week. Um, so I would know some things about what was going on in the world, but not everything. But now that I'm writing so much, it's really given me an opportunity to know everything that's going on from the election to COVID to international relations. I have a pretty good grasp of just how the world, what's happening in the world. Um, and that's really helped me to solidify my beliefs because I have an understanding of, I have a deeper understanding of what's happening. Absolutely. And what would you say that's helped you become so resilient? I mean, you bounced back pretty quick and LET, they, did they reach out to you or did you reach out to them or how, you know, I mean, you bounced back from this and you're doing really well. Yeah. Um, Kyle, Right, Kyle Reyes, the national spokesperson for Law Enforcement Today, reached out to me and we talked for a bit and, um, you know, figured it was a really good fit and I should, you know, give writing there a go. And that was back in July, I believe. So, yeah, it was pretty much like a match made in heaven. I love Law Enforcement Today. It works out pretty well. And did you did you like what did, what did you do? Like, how did you handle like going through all the bullshit? Like, what were you doing? Like, what were you telling yourself? How were you like, all right, did you shut down your social media? Like, how did you handle all of that? Um, it was hard. I think that I rely, relied a lot on my friends that I've made throughout the um, college Republicans chapter that I was involved in in my freshman year of college and my family as well. And I've talked to them a lot kind of behind the scenes about, you know, 
what I should do, where I should go from here. And that helped me out immensely when it came to just processing emotions and then realizing that nothing that anyone says on the internet matters, unless of course they're threatening my safety, then that matters a little bit, but still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you, you did really well. And, and one thing I just want to point out for all of our listeners is it seems like this Adriana is it just seems like you followed your passion and you're continuing to follow your passion and that's allowing you to be who you are unapologetically and I think in life what happens is when we get you know we get sidetracked and I think when we don't follow our passions when we're not following our heart when we're not following our reasons for being here it's very easy for us to get sidetracked and then it becomes very easy for us to not stand in our truth right so imagine if like you wrote something that just wasn't that like it was something different because maybe maybe like maybe you said something I don't know but maybe if it was just different than you like actually following your passions it could have been a little bit harder to you know deal and stand back up and get back Mm -hmm. up as quickly as you did and and stuff like that would you agree definitely I think that you know if it had been like we see so often with seven-year-old tweets coming up about horrible things being said I think that if that was the case I definitely wouldn't have been so quick to defend myself and say this is what I believe but this is the case of I put out my beliefs through a reputable publication and I'm willing to stand by them because you know I, I sat down and wrote them I put a lot of thought and research into what I had to say and it is absolutely how I feel absolutely I love that now Adriana what's what's next for you what do you, you, you're writing for LET, which we love. What, what else are you doing? What else can we be on the lookout for? Anything, anything up and coming yet? Um, besides LET, I'm not sure. I kind of keep my options open for any opportunity that comes my way. But as of right now, I'm not sure what my next moves are. I love that. And so, and you're a big writer. So we just want to put it out there. You're very, you're a journalist mm-hmm. and you like, and you enjoy writing. Yes, Definitely. I love that. And now how can our listeners find you? Where are you on the socials? Um, on Twitter, mostly. Uh, Adriana Sanmark. So my full name besides the O, because Twitter doesn't let you have 16 characters in a username. And then if you Google my name, you'll probably also come across my Facebook, which is where I share a lot of the stories that I write as well. I love that. And we will put, um, and let's put maybe, can we get that article or wherever? Would you send me maybe Absolutely. the controversial article and we'll put it in the show notes for everybody. Thank you so much for being on here and just sharing with us, you know, what you went through, because I think it's really important that everybody knows when you go through tough times, they'll pass. Tough times pass. You know what I mean? And, um, and thank you so much for being here with us, Adriana, and we will find you on the socials and Sheepdog Nation. We will see you next time. They buried me in the water and I came, I knew <laughs> Now I'm baptized in blood I'm a fighter, I'm a never quit I refuse to lose I got heart and I got crazy I'm a warrior that's been baptized in blue I'm a warrior that's been baptized in blue I'm a fighter Holy Ghost, I came out with a badge and gun and a heart that said never run. I signed up for
for a job you wouldn't dare to do This ain't no green screen movie, don't compare the two We look at your actions in the elements And everything relevant If they line up, prepare to pay the consequence You do dirt, you get cussed, no bluff It's ignorant to think we will shoot with your hands up If you the police you feel the world is against you like Every call you go to people trying to tempt you Well, hail Mary, hail Mary, hail Mary I ride on the devil, I ain't scary And I ain't worried You want my life, come take it It's gonna be a fight I take you to the light Like Will and Bright I wouldn't expect you to understand What I do, only the thin blue line Cause they baptized in blue uh, I'm a fighter, I'm a winner Never quit, I refuse to lose I got heart and I got gritty, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue I'm a fighter See your name on the wall All I feel is rage Put me in a cage Let me brawl Sometimes I can't help but cry Like why did he die? I know it was him But it could've been I What about the kids? Uh, what about the spouse? Yeah, now who gon' put food Inside them babies' mouth? It's a bigger picture when the officer down Domino effect, Blue Nation, family, country, and town The media don't cover us, huh Well, maybe Fox, cause MSNBC and CNN Surely don't care about cops, politicians More concerned about protecting the legal Instead of laying the law down And protecting the people, let me get off my soapbox Before I curse, I don't see way too many cops Riding in hearse, well I wouldn't expect you to understand What I do, only the thin blue light Cause they baptized in blue, uh. I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, never quit, I refuse to lose, I got heart and I got gritty, I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue, I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue, I'm a fighter, I'm gonna complete it If that means being deleted I live with the credence I do this for the combat vets and LEOs When I'm suited, ready to go It's either friend or foe Only Lord knows what my future's in store I only kill with the hope to see more So God don't close that door If I take a life, it's him or me with the host to survive, not big a tree. I go in situations that you cannot imagine. Deal with things that you cannot fathom. No, it buts or rather. I'd rather fight for cause than live for nothing. So when you read my headstone, you know I die for something. You hypersensitive, she complain by justified force. You blame the cops first. That don't work, you blame the courts. But I wouldn't expect you to understand what I do. Only the thin blue line, cause they baptized in blue. Oh, I'm a fighter. When I never quit, I refuse to lose I got heart and I got gritty, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue I'm a fighter, never win or never quit I refuse to lose I got heart and I got gritty, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue, uh